0: last week
1: on Discount
0: Heroes. Uh, we're looking for Quinceley
1: Puffton. Are you getting me out? Why are you in here? I honestly don't know. Well, how much is the fine? It looks like he owes about 42,000 gold pieces.
2: Faulkner, is that it? Is that the one we're looking for?
1: This is where you have your disputes uh, resolved. You may participate as a juror. We find Dwarfy Dwarfington, the winner and... Rival owner of the nest. This here is a permit to deliver impartial <laughs> judgments.
2: You might show me the way to the Office of Records?
1: Ham goes in with Copes and knocks. He can scuttle down under the desk and crawl underneath. And then he just happens to look down and just see the gnome. I'm going to grab the keys
3: and try to throw them to Copes.
1: I put the keys in my mouth
2: and turn it.
0: Oh my goodness, my wife, my beautiful wife. <laughs>
1: No, I've got a taste for this now. (laughs) I'm going to shit on the stairs. You hear him falling behind you, and then suddenly just a whoop. The ceiling cracks and then crumbles downward.
3: Fly, you fools.
1: Uh, So I jump up in the air, do a front flip, and land as an owl. You're approaching a large coliseum-style building. Hello, party people. We're here to solve a murder.
2: Welcome to Discount Heroes! <laughs>
1: All right, how's everyone doing? Yay! Incredible.
4: I feel pretty good. Aaron, are you feeling silent?
1: I'm doing fine. Thanks for asking.
4: Shut up, Brent. Aaron, how are you doing? (laughs) Excellent. Thank you. All right, go on.
1: All right. Welcome to Discount Heroes, where questionable results are always guaranteed. We're a chaotic character and story driven real play podcast. We're a group of five friends who've known each other for 16 plus years. We've played countless hours of questionable DD. And now we want to share with you the game we love so much. My name's Brent. I'm the DM here. We got four players. Why don't you introduce yourselves and who you're playing? My name's Tyler. I'll be playing Coax, the Circle of the Stars Druid. This
2: is Aaron, and I want to know what's in this box. And I'm playing Dimrock, the Tiefling Bard. This is Jared playing the part of
0: Thrasher, the Human Barbarian.
3: And this is Matt playing Knox Longfoot, the Gnome Wizard, who also wants to know what's in the box, but I don't remember the box.
2: Do y'all want to find out now? Open the box. It was delivered on my porch when I got home a minute ago, and it's not addressed to this house. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, what is in the box? What? Wait, hold on. That's it's addressed to a house with the same address number, but an entirely different street than of mine.
4: You, you gotta take it to them.
2: It sounds like this,
4: Aaron. This is theft. Yeah,
2: this is a federal <laughs> crime. This was a gift, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, they dropped it off at our house.
4: We can't, we can't put this in the podcast. Shut up, Jared. <laughs> Your moral high ground is annoying. It's not moral. <laughs> yeah. I'm just better at not getting caught for crimes than you. Shut
2: up. I'm doing the crime, not you. That's shoes. Oh, it looks like it might be shoes. <laughs> Always in front. <laughs> it is shoes. Hey, <laughs> we got a pair of TYRs. What is that? I don't know. Let me check the size.
1: Look like lifting shoes, maybe.
2: They look like them. Those are lady shoes. They're training shoes. U.S. male nines. Oh, they got a one-inch lift in them <laughs> for any of my short kings out there. What up?
3: Yeah, These are expensive shoes. Those are expensive <laughs> shoes. Aaron, take those back.
2: I'm going to sell them on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you Google the address? How far away is it? Haven't checked. (laughs) You
4: give me something, I'm keeping it. Uh, This was a really funny joke that we did, guys. That was a great bit.
2: It's not a joke. It's real theft.
4: Stop it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) If you want a pair of white, size 9 male TYR lifting shoes with a one-inch insole, check out my eBay store. (laughs) It's called Picking and Packing.
1: How do you source your uh, stuff, man?
2: Accidentally. (laughs) Well, sometimes I go to garage sales or thrift stores, and then sometimes it's through larceny. Sometimes they just show up at my house. (laughs) Yes, you leave something here, I'm gonna sell it. Brent, I almost listed your Wii U the other day. But I didn't, we've been (laughs) friends for 16 plus years. Mm -hmm. It's here if you want it.
1: Okay, I need to get that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You're stressing Brent out.
1: Alright, you guys ready for the question this week? Yeah! If it's what's in the box, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> want everyone to tell me about a time you got in trouble at school that was either bullshit or maybe deserved. I was just talking about this like two days ago. But I was a pretty good
2: kid in school, and the only time I remember really getting in trouble was in third or fourth grade. And then we lived in Texas, and in Texas, there's like a central wash station at the bathrooms at school. And then there's a male side and female side. And so everybody washes their hands in the center. And me and some other kids clogged it up and then, like, turned the water on so that it would keep running. And I got sent to my principal's office. His name was Mr. Killian. (laughs) He was a bald old man in, like, a tight suit, like... You kind of think he was like an old military type, and in Texas, you don't get like scolded or detention; you get paddled.
1: It's <laughs> all true.
2: So I got paddled by this Mr. Killian, like the scariest fucking principal there was. <laughs> and they drill—it's like a long, thick, like rubber paddle—and they drill holes in it so, like, they can, the air swings through it, and they can swing it faster. But yeah, that's Texas for you. And I never did anything again, so maybe it works. <laughs> everyone on this podcast
4: knows that i'm a well that i was a good good boy in school i never got in trouble for anything that i should have gotten in trouble for but one time in i think it was either second or third grade the whole class was walking down the hallway and a kid a couple of kids in front of me banged on the teacher's lounge door as he was walking by in the line and a teacher came out and was really really mad was like "Who, who knocked on that door And basically the entire class was like, oh, it was Jared. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember if I cried, but I probably wanted to.
3: So was it you? No, I just said that. (laughs) I know, but I'm trying to get the truth here. I think it was. It
4: wasn't me. I was a good, good boy.
1: Why would they say that?
4: Because they hated me. They all made fun of me. None of them were my friends. It was horrible.
1: Jared, we're admitting crimes on the podcast. You can you can
4: admit it. I'll admit crimes. This wasn't a crime. This is injustice.
3: Um, let's see. I think I also have one from like second or third grade, but my memory is much hazier than everyone else's.
4: Matt knocked on this door one time. And was like it was that kid.
3: No. <laughs> now I did one time. I was sitting in the very back uh, corner seat taking a test, and I farted. And you know those <laughs> chairs, those plastic chairs. Our microphones for farts. And everybody looked back and everybody looked back. And I looked at the person next to me and went, dude, what the hell? And everybody thought it was that person. So
4: you're a monster.
3: But that was unrelated. And like third grade, I was. uh, You just
4: wanted to tell a story about a time you farted.
3: You know, I'm just going to leave it at the fart story. No, go one more. I, I enjoyed the story. It's not a good story. It was some sort of like fundraiser or something or competition where you for every lap you ran around the track you like got a straw and at the end it was like who got the most straws in the hour that we ran not you and the person i was running with i was actually in like good shape back then so i was like keeping up and one of the top people i think and somebody brought like a bunch of straws with them and they were like <laughs> here take these extra straws so we look good and i was like that's a great idea <laughs> so then we go in and we probably have like The wrong colored straws. And it's like, everyone got seven, but you got 32. (laughs) (laughs) And we watched you the whole time. And about 26 of your 32 straws are the wrong color. So for some reason, we got in trouble. I don't remember any of the details, but I remember that and thinking it was a good idea.
1: This one time we went in the bathroom and you know how the urinals have like the straight plumbing out of the wall Mm -hmm. for the supplies. Well, one of those was broken off. And we found that if you spun it up and flushed it, it would violently launch water (laughs) throughout the bath. So we did that for a little while and kind of flooded the whole hallway.
2: (laughs) And then we ran out and the teachers were like, who
1: did it? We're like, I don't know. know, We don't know what happened. And they loved us.
4: They were like, it was Jared.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So... We ended up all going to the principal's office, and all the teachers stood up for us. and was like, our kids would never do that. So no one got in trouble, but it was, in fact, me and another friend.
3: Oh, my God. <laughs> and what grade was that in? Eight. I
1: can't imagine being a
3: teacher and sticking up for any eighth grader. This was a
4: sting. We
1: finally got him. Uh, when I was in sixth grade, and I was just getting comfortable with, like, you know, swearing constantly. Stop. <laughs> I was like, hey, Colin, come over here. And then I was like, give me your hand. And I wrote the word fuck on the back of his hand. (laughs) And then he immediately got up and went and told on me. (laughs) The bitch. As he should have. Colin's a fuck boy, dude. And I got detention. And I was like, why'd you do that, Colin? He was like, well, I was going to get in trouble. for having fuck written on my hand. I was like, you could have wiped it off. He was like, I didn't think about it. <laughs> Fair assessment, Colin. Yeah, so fuck you, Colin. Yeah, Colin, you
4: suck. We're calling you out.
1: And then I got caught trying to sneak off to lunch in high school. Pull, I, like, sprinted across the parking <laughs> lot instead of walking casually. And obviously the the parking lot cop stopped me and was like, where are you going? I was like, to get Chinese food. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You should have said for a run, bro. <laughs> did he let you go?
1: No, I was in my car when he got me. Did he let you go? No, he didn't let me go.
2: What a dick. No, he took him to jail, Jared.
1: Yeah, I went to jail, and I'm still in jail.
4: No, I meant did he, <laughs> at the, I mean, at that point, if you're just like, I wanted Chinese food, I'd be like, all right, go get you some Chinese food, bring me egg roll.
2: Oh, did he let you go to
1: lunch?
4: Yeah, man. <laughs> mm.
1: No, he didn't let me go to lunch. I didn't get to have Chinese food. That's a shame. Go, we'd go to New Lucky China over there. Yeah, and get stupid pizza, Problem.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you and your Chinese pizza.
1: This was before my pizza days. Did you sprint or Naruto run?
2: Like <laughs> right, getting Chinese tacos, go there and order some lasagna and shit. I right. think New Lucky China has lasagna.
1: I got pizza.
3: I would try it. I would try it. Can we all go to a Chinese restaurant and nobody's allowed to order anything that's remotely Chinese?
1: Deal. Deal. All right, so we've learned enough about each other. For another week. For another week. Let's go ahead and begin the game. <coughs> Last week, our intrepid adventurers visited our dear friend Quincy Puffton in jail, learning of the exorbitant fine that he owes for some crime he doesn't even remember committing. Meanwhile, Demrock followed his whims to the Bureau of Bizarre Disputes where he decided to participate in a jury of his peers to determine a case of questionable validity. As this occurred, our heroes reconvened with Pam in order to enlist her aid in the jailbreak of their dear friend, Quinsley Pufton, with a few minor hiccups, an incredibly lucky natural one, and perhaps the creation of a serial killer. (laughs) they rescued their friend and I believe we had just ended with Demarok approaching the grand archive of contracts and punishments I think you had actually walked in but I'd like to walk that back a little bit put you right outside again so I can describe the building (laughs) really man I don't remember
4: oh man that sucks
1: I went to court and I just walked there right me and Faulkner you and Faulkner, yeah. A little bit of conversation occurred. Not enough that I would feel bad walking it back.
2: I'm sure it was comical.
1: Alright, so I don't want to wait too long to get everyone else in there, so what what, what's, what is what is the rest of the crew's plan? What are y'all doing? I'm gonna bang Pam. She's not an object <laughs> for you to lust after. <laughs> yeah, Tyler. Uh, the, you know, Pam is in some way me, so <laughs> it's kind of like you're lusting after a, a small part of me. I stand by my answer. Well, then I want to bang Pam, too. <laughs> oh, no.
4: Brent, why is it that every D&D game we ever do together, somebody at the table tries to fuck you?
3: That's D&D,
2: baby. <laughs> I want to mind-bang Brent. That's what I want
4: to do. No, you want to role-play banging Brent.
2: <laughs> I said what I
1: said. I mean, you can... Uh, no, never mind. I don't want to talk about this anymore. This <laughs> is... Just... <laughs> Uh, we were just back at the house letting things cool off.
3: Yeah, we went back to the hideout.
2: I feel like we need to maybe get out
3: of the city. <laughs> but we still have to get Thrasher's foot fixed, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We shouldn't have done a jailbreak before we did that. <clears throat> we didn't think it all through, to be honest. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, I hate you guys.
1: Let's go. Let's go to right outside the Grand Archive of Contracts and Punishments. That was Matt's brainchild. I'm not getting blamed for this.
3: You were just as much. T- I'm
2: muting myself.
1: <laughs> it's my time. It's my time. This is the conversation occurring back, back at Pam's house. This is everyone arguing.
3: <laughs> Whose fault is this? Are you kidding me? Knox thinks that plan went off without a hitch. That was perfect.
0: <laughs> Pam's just cleaning all the blood off her clothes. Little smile on her face. Guys, when did we decide we were going to the roof? That was all Knox. You never told me we were going to the room.
3: <laughs> Things had to be adjusted. All the guards were coming our way.
0: They were also coming my way.
3: Yeah. Yeah, but we made it. We barely made it out of there. And how did you get out of that situation? Mostly Pam. Did you use a funny accent? No.
1: Well, there's your first problem.
3: Didn't we tell him to?
1: Guys, why are we arguing about this? That was the best thing that had ever happened to us.
3: Thank you, Pam.
0: Pam, you are seriously scaring me at this point. Guys, (laughs) you did not see what she did. The look (laughs) in her eyes. I saw the life leave them. She just distracted the guards. No, she did not just distract her.
1: Oh, I distracted him. Forever. (laughs) 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 Alright, let's go back to... (laughs) back to Demarok. Alright. Alright. Me and Faulkner. You approach the building. From the surface, this building appears as a stoic structure covered in detailed carvings of quills, scales, and chains. It's imposing a lone monolith unadorned with other buildings and structures which seem to cover everything else. As you walk upon the steps, the bustle and noise of the city seems to dampen. And you and Faulkner walk up? Yeah, baby. All right. It's just a large entryway, like an open-air lobby, you could say. So you walk through uh, like a dark antechamber out into this large cavernous lobby that soars upward and seems to expand outwards in a way that doesn't quite align with natural geometry. You see towering shelves of precariously balanced books, scrolls, odd magical artifacts that zip and zoom to different sections of the walls, seemingly guided by an unseen hand. You see spectacles of tiny, translucent sprites buzzing about, buried nose-deep in books and scrolls. Ceaseless flurries of paper birds fly in organized flocks darting towards documents and books, unfolding and amending themselves to existing contracts throughout the space, occasionally colliding in bursts of parchment. Spiral staircases which spin and alter their destination in unexplainable ways linked to multiple levels, and floating lanterns flicker with an ethereal light, illuminating the dark expanses with a soothing glow. Fucking beautiful. Do I get the sense
2: that this place is places like wholly different than the rest of the city for some reason?
1: Uh there's a there's definitely a sort of majesty to it. Yeah, right.
2: Um, I want to turn to Faulkner and say man I thought this was just gonna be like another government office like what is this place is it
1: is this a special place do you know anything about it uh yeah this is a special place this has been here for really as long as anyone can remember there's something about making a deal here making a contract with somebody It's said that in the ancient days of the city, somebody did something that made all vows, all contracts binding in some magical way. All contracts and punishments are recorded here. Everything from a simple receipt for a a purchase of some clothing to somebody paying somebody else to do some work for them in their yard. Everything's here for the whole world or just for litage? Just for litage. Though, many people choose to conduct business here just because... There's something about a deal made here that's more...
2: It's got that feng shua to it, you know what I mean? That's right.
1: It's more binding here. And you can be assured that your deal will be forever recorded. Hmm. I bought a new pair of shoes when I was 12 years old, and I'm sure if I went to look for it, I could find it here. So how do I go about finding record of a deal
2: or a punishment. Either. Are they the same?
1: A punishment? I've never had to look for something like that. I have had to bring up deals when I had pending litigation against me. Alright, take me to the deals, please.
2: We just need to ask the librarian assistance. Oh, sure. Do I see them kind of just walking
1: around, or is there like a kiosk? There's a large circular desk with someone sitting behind it you see other people that may be scholars it's hard to tell maybe who would work there this desk is probably the only person you might say for sure works here they are in the process of scribing a book they're scribing it from one language to another into another book okay cool Uh, i want to turn to faulkner before i walk up hey man can i get uh whatever permits
2: i might need real quick (laughs) (laughs) haha gotcha
1: Alright, what is it? So you're just trying to get some records about crime? About a deal. And some crime. Okay. Let's see, you'll just need a business transaction permit. Here you go, and I gave you a guardsmanship permit earlier, right? Yes. That should authorize you to conduct investigations. Okay. Um, I want to walk
2: up to the library and be like, Hey there, hot stuff. Uh,
1: <laughs> see you doing
2: some some transcriptions, kind of gets me, you know, in the mood to read. If you know what I'm saying. My name's Dimmerock. <laughs> oh boy! I
1: thought our plan was bad.
2: And I need to, uh, I need to look up record of a deal.
1: Hmm. Uh, let's see. Looks up. He's like, "Do you have a transaction permit?" I do right here. She takes a look at it. And when did this deal occur? In between five and twenty years ago. Eight. Hey. Uh, okay. Okay. So,
2: I know the names of the two parties.
1: Oh, I see. Okay. I think I know where you're going with this.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm flipping it back on you. I wasn't necessarily expecting it. I wasn't expecting to do it. All right. What are the names of the two parties? The first is Quincy Theodore Puffton, and the other is Legis the
1: Terrible. <laughs> Cutie pie. Hmm. Odd uh, uh, names. Great names. She scribes both of those names. And you're sure you can't give me a more exact time frame. It will take some time. Oh, maybe if my friends were here. Um <clears throat> Very well. And she finishes scribing it and then rips this sheet of paper off of a uh, the binder and throws it up in the air it folds into a paper bird and flies away if we have such a record of a, such a deal then the bird will return in 1 to 2 hours with your document
2: okay cool well why don't you um here, here's my tablet if you want to like write down your sending stone number you know maybe i'll call you here in a couple hours when do you get off maybe we could <coughs> you could give me the the letter and we could get some coffee Okay, What? Well, I thought it was going to be resistance, but... Roll a persuasion check. Now I'm just trying
1: to have a date with this girl. Mm-hmm. I see.
4: Everyone tries to date you when we play this game, Brent. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, roll a persuasion check. This is a very hard persuasion check. I have plus 11, so... <laughs> How about a 23? player? <laughs> She, she looks you up and down. What are you wearing? I look like a butler. <laughs> <laughs> Dressed
2: like Jeeves. <laughs> With my guard permit. I'm a... Well, look, I see, I see what you're looking at. And the truth is, I show my guard permit. I'm undercover. Oh
0: my God.
2: As a butler. That's correct. To get to the elite.
1: I shouldn't be telling you, I've said too much. Is a, oh no, go on.
2: How about I tell you more about it later? Hmm,
1: I'll think about it, but I have a long shift today. Most of us do. Alright, well, I'll be back to check my letter. Bye! And then I run away.
2: <laughs> Awkwardly, just like flailing my legs for some reason. <sighs> Bob, I don't know. That was so scary. Why? What do you
1: mean? Well, she was so pretty, man. Was there something going on in the background?
2: No, she was just so pretty. Like that? Oh, really? Yeah.
1: We'll go go back in there, man, tell her how you feel. No, 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 no. No.
2: No. I'm not going to be desperate. Let's go <laughs> to the office of, uh, of punishment. Come on, let's be cool about it.
1: That's that's the same building, man. But 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 <laughs> That's the same chick. I'm screwed. <laughs> yeah, we got to talk to her again now. Damn it. And you just walked away. I'm going to look so stupid. Maybe if you, had, you have a friend up who can handle this for you. Yeah, let me call him. Let me call him.
2: And I hit a thrasher on my sending stone. Thrasher. Uh, look, Hello. This is Dimrock. No, I'm not.
0: Put me on your do not call list. I'm so sick of these calls.
2: Wait, no, hold on. I want it's your car's insurance. It's it's expiring. <laughs>
0: uh, Debbie, is that you?
2: Yeah, it's me. You got it.
0: Oh, hey, what's <laughs> up, man? Hey, man. Yeah, just uh, we're chilling back at the hideout. I need help. It's pretty casual over here, you know. Uh, I don't even really know if you remember, but Pam is horrifying.
2: Don't say that about Pam. She's a sweet lady. <laughs> don't don't tell her I said that, please. She's a saint, Thrasher. I won't have look.
0: Okay, okay, what, uh, what what's going on, man? What's 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 up? Thrasher, who's talking to uh, it's Debbie! Ah! Hey, uh, hey, hey says hi.
2: Oh, what's he doing? Cope,
3: Cope, what are you doing? You just look around breakdancing with Pam.
0: <laughs> He's breakdancing with Pam. Oh, that
2: sounds like such a good time.
0: Board spin. She's got the moves like Jagger. It's weird.
2: Look, <laughs> I need help. Oh, what's up, man? What do you need? I don't even want to talk about it, but I'm at the department. Of... That makes
0: it very difficult for me to help you.
2: <laughs> the Department of Mysteries and Magic. And if you guys... Wait, did y'all save Wagon Wheel? Guys, we gotta go to the department. <laughs> What department?
0: What, what was it again?
2: It's Mysteries and Magics. Wait, no. It's Books and... um. Histories
3: and Jackets? I don't know. The Histories and <laughs> Jackets department?
2: No, wait. It's about Deals and, and Punishment. Deals and Punishment.
3: Deals and Money Spent? I don't know, man. Okay, so we're going to the Deals and Money Spent exhibit of the jackets of history museum of history
2: i'm gonna look i'm gonna drop a pin, and you just (laughs) use fine person and come don't get me
0: all right man we'll see you soon
3: all right we head that way
2: i i don't know why it went that way but it did guys and scene we're (laughs) there
3: (laughs) yeah we all have leather jackets now though yeah we're all getting punished
2: did pam come
3: that's what i was
0: about to ask no I would have invited her.
2: No. Oh. Yeah, she was there breakdancing. i was like, "See ya." Yeah. No Pam left behind.
4: Well, no, we know that he was breakdancing. I mean, I guess I guess I fed into that. I'm sorry I did that to your character, Brent.
1: Hey guys, can I come uh, come with you? It was a it was a big rush today doing all that stuff without the proper permits. Uh yeah. Totally. Yeah. Do you promise not to, you know,
0: Randomly murder anyone.
1: Define murder. No. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll, I, okay. I know what murder is. All right. All right. I we'll, won't, I won't do it. Yeah,
3: that's very believable. I'm sure somebody who wants to murder somebody else wouldn't lie. But yeah, come on, Pam. It was great last time.
1: <laughs> All right.
3: Maybe change your clothes and, and wipe some of the blood off.
1: Uh, fine she just hates having to wipe the blood <laughs> <laughs> alright you guys show up at the department of uh, deals and m- money changing
3: I don't know I just kept saying random shit grand
1: archive of contracts and punishments I'm standing outside smoking a cigarette with Faulkner you guys figure it out alright you guys arrive. you see Demrock outside having a, having a smoke
2: Demi we found you Oh, thank God. Thank God. It's horrible. What is horrible. Don't worry. We brought Pam. I've got. Oh, hey, Pam. Uh, yeah, I would like some pie. Thank you. <laughs> I, I eat the pie she brought me. <laughs> you can't. It's just pie, Jared. It's not. It's not a plot point. You know, Pam, I, I called you silly when you brought that pie, but you were right. She made the throwback crumble.
1: Throwback Crumble.
2: So you named it. I can't remember what it's called. It a tumbleback
4: or something. Tumble Crumble. That's what Tyler called it.
2: Tumble Crumble. Yeah, that's right. I do not remember
3: that. <laughs> we know. It's probably best.
2: Look, anyway, it's horrible. I've done the worst thing. I've,
3: I'm destroyed.
0: So what happened, man?
2: Yeah, we didn't do anything bad. Okay, good. I'm, a, I'm side-eyeing, Pam. Look, so I went to go do some investigations and like solve some mysteries and I became an undercover butler and I was like spitting some riz at this like library chick (laughs) and things were going great right and then I walked away after like saying a cool like ending thing and realized I have to walk right back up to her and solve another mystery but she's gonna think I'm a dork maybe put on a hat cool hat Oh, oh, no, no. I'm going to need you guys to do it. <laughs>
0: all right, what do we need to find out? You
2: know my glowy dudes? Yeah. I need yeah. to know all about them. All right, what, what should I ask her? I don't know, you'll figure it out. All right. Uh, Wait, hold on, can I wear that cloak? Hell yeah. I want to throw on the cloak that just makes me indiscriminate. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't know it's me, and i just going to stand behind them. <laughs>
3: All right, I bust through the door and walk up to. Wait, wait, wait. Timmy, what if I get on your shoulders and then you put the cloak on so it'll be my head, but you can feed us the information?
2: That's not. That's your greatest idea yet. Yes. I've always wanted to be that tall.
0: Secret backpack.
2: You little rascal, get on up here. It's the best day
3: of my life, guys. All right, everybody, act casual.
1: We walk in. Okay. Alright, do you want me to describe the whole thing again or did you guys listen? no nah, we got it. Oh, right, you got it?
2: Let's just cut it in again. Holy shit, this place is awesome. Yeah, that's what I want to hear. Demi, are you seeing this? Yeah, that's for the second time. And let me tell you what. Just as good. I mean, just as good. Alright, um,
3: to the counter we go. That's her right there. Pressure. that's
4: her. That's her. And nudge you towards the direction of the counter.
2: I'm nudging you, bro. Why are you? Do- you're. T- He's doing the talking for you. We're together, and you're the cool one. And I just need you to take the lead. I was going
4: to, but then he became your mouthpiece.
3: If we need help. All right. I just wanted to sit on someone's shoulders. You're still the lead man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I-, I walk up to the desk.
0: Uh, hey, uh, ma'am. Uh, so my buddy Demirock we just came in and talked to you a minute ago but he shut up I kick him ow I kick him.
1: stop it gnome she stamps the pen now she said what oh I thought it was some okay I thought you were the guy was just up here
0: yeah he was really
1: cool right I
0: saw him walk out and I was like man I, I wish I was that guy
1: don't you fantasy reject me you know it's just hard when people hit on you while you're at work you know oh my god it's not like I can just leave the desk.
2: I look at
4: Demarock and shake my head and then turn back towards her. I give him a thumbs up.
0: Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that does sound really awful and anybody who does it's probably a bad person. The stuff he was asking about, though, uh, I'm also curious. Other stuff.
3: Other stuff, Thresher.
0: Other, other stuff, actually, not the same, but similar. Oh different stuff? I think stuff similar. Um, I keep looking back
4: at
2: him. Knox, please help.
0: Uh yes, wait, we- please help us. Please help us.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wait, um, I mean, um, um, uh uh, <laughs> uh Wait, about my Orby murder guys. T- uh the the
3: uh the Orbees? We have Orbees. No, Orbits. Orbits. You,
0: uh, Do you like, you want gum? No,
3: wait, not gum, guys. The floating balls. Oh, no, he wants to give you his balls. No, oh, no. Oh, God. No, I... the flo-
2: no, not me. It's not about me. It's about the floating balls. There's,
3: uh... It's not about him. It's just about his balls. You know when, you know when you get balls floating? No, it's about the murderers. The murderers on the mountain. Oh, he's, the murderers. We need murderer information. No. You, you know much about murder?
2: <laughs> Guys, wait.
3: Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute, oh, hang on a sec. I stick my head in the cloak. No. Get cove, please. <laughs> wait, please. what are we here for, Demi?
2: <sighs> my murder bros, we need to see what they were tried for. Oh, you should have said so.
3: I stick my head back out. Uh, it's about three murder bros. It, it Murder bros,
0: three of them. What do you got?
3: And what they were tried
1: for. Is that, is that a first name or a last name?
3: Uh, uh, oh, you need names?
0: Names you want? What What are you looking for exactly? I need a minute to think, one second.
1: Are you looking for a record of a crime that was committed, or... Yes. Yes! Yes, Yes! Yes.
2: yes. I feel like Knox pulls his head down in the coat and like Jared like sticks his head inside the waist <laughs> like <laughs> inside the chest opening. All three of us. Yeah.
3: Alright guys, we need a plan. What are we gonna ask for? It? Wait,
2: hold on, their names are
1: and then I say the names for it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say them perfectly?
0: Yes. I think their names were a uh, Symbolum, Tremolo, and Sonus.
1: Yeah, that's it. Did I get them right? I really, I'm curious if I did. You did, mm-hmm. yes. Approximately when did these crimes occur? eighty years ago. Eighty years.
2: 70. seven. Eight years. 80, Seventy. Eighty-seven
0: years ago, approximately.
3: Seventy-eight years.
0: Seventy-eight. Seventy-eight-ish.
1: What is what's Cope's doing?
0: He's just enjoying the the show.
1: He's pulling a Thrasher. Yeah, I'm pulling a Thrasher. You parsing through a parchment maybe that you found? Yeah, I'm going through some pamphlets.
2: Yeah. What's the name of What pamphlet are you looking at
1: right now? Uh, the Department of Deals and Money Spending and How You Fit in Here. Uh, it's like an employment. <laughs> yeah, right. That's like a... Yeah, I'm looking at career opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> How to
4: win elves and influence ogres. Right, right. <laughs> Oh, that's good,
1: yeah. I'm sure you can find something interesting. Oh, 80 years ago? 78, 80 years ago, you said?
3: Ish, ish. Yeah, Yeah, right
1: around there. Uh, I'm afraid those would have been relegated to the deep archives at this bah! point. You'll need permission from the assistant to the head archivist in order to go that deep.
0: One sec. I
4: stick my head in the,
0: uh, in the trench coat. Where's Faulkner? We're going to need a permit. He's in here with us. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I'm right here. Is that something you can do, buddy? Uh, give you a permit to have permission to meet with someone?
2: Yeah, she said we needed a, a approval from somebody. Well, you're a great forger, right?
1: Oh, yeah, but I've never met this guy. Never had to find a contract that old before. I didn't even know they had an assistant to the head archivist. Or a head archivist. Are you telling me no? I think you're going to have to talk to this guy, like, normally or something.
2: Alright, but you've seen how this goes, so... I pull my head out.
0: Where would I, uh, where where could I find the assistant to the head archivist, if that is indeed what he is called, or she...
1: Yes, you can find Thaddeus Quillforge on the next level down.
0: Thaddeus Quillforge, you say?
1: Yes, I'm sure you'll know him when you see him. He should be surrounded by quite the mountain of books.
0: Well, thanks, Willow.
1: He spends most of his time reading and not administrating the library.
0: Thanks for all your help. Uh, we'll, We'll be back later. Bye!
1: She doesn't respond and just goes back to her work. Like people do at their job when they're working.
0: All right, Cope
1: walks up and climbs inside the trench coat with everybody. So, where we, there we go.
2: We're going to see that is Quillborough, the archivist, the architect of the assistant architect. Okay. Let's go. All right, lead the way. All right. I put my hands on his shoulders underneath the coat. ha <laughs> ha. Faulkner's behind me. <laughs> Does anybody
3: else get Austin Powers vibe when he's standing on me? Yes. coat? When he's the
2: nurse?
1: <laughs> yes. Everyone's in the coat right now? I don't think Thrasher's in there. I'm not in the coat. He's we're holding hands. <laughs> so you just got a lumpy guy following <laughs> behind you. A giant lumpy body and a gnome head. We're nondescript. <laughs> but nondescript. So you're like, you can't, it's like, I mean, you know. It's like, is that guy lumpy?
4: Who who even knows? Yeah. Yeah. You're wondering,
1: oh, you know, is that, is that just a spinal deformity or, uh, you know, what's going on? There's the sounds of three people walking.
4: <laughs> I don't know why this made that made me think of this, but total aside, right before we started recording, I finished watching the D&D movie. So good. If you guys haven't seen it yet. It's a good movie. It was amazing.
2: Yeah, it was pretty good. I was thinking little rascals when they go to the bank.
1: Yeah. I caught your little rascal too. Thank you. All right. So you guys are heading down? Yes. Yep. All right. So there are a number of staircases that you can pick from. There is one that you can find that appears to head downward.
4: I'll go with that one.
1: Let's see, as you descend, those little tiny translucent sprites buzz about past you up and down the stairs.
2: Do they look familiar? Do they look like my Orby dudes?
1: They actually are very similar, but they don't hum in exactly the same way. These have a very monotonous hum to them.
2: Someone is Trevlo, other guy, you here?
1: They don't respond. i am try and... to whistle for him.
2: Yeah. <coughs> well, Hold on, nothing happens. I can do it sometimes. What
3: is happening? (laughs) Do you not know how to whistle? No. Aaron, can you not whistle?
4: (laughs) No. Is this a joke? This is a joke, right? Is this
3: a bit?
2: Can you do it a bit? Nope. Can't whistle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh! (laughs) Oh! I can whistle a little bit sometimes. Did they respond to that, Brent? (laughs) (laughs) Is that doing anything for you?
3: Somebody must just think I've got some real airy farts coming out. (laughs) Uh,
1: No. (laughs) No, they don't respond. All right, guys, we should just press forward probably. All right, on the next level down... You find long hallways that span with what appear to be rolled-up scrolls bound in chains.
4: Uh, I want to stop everybody before we, you know, walk into the dude's
2: office. Hey,
0: uh, uh, Demi, you know... Are
2: you talking to just me or all of us? Uh, I mean,
0: kind of everybody, you know, we're...
2: Well, just put your head in here, then.
0: (laughs) I stick my head in the trench coat You know we, we're done talking to that chick That you creeped out So you, you guys don't really need to be in the trench coat anymore
2: <sighs> I was feeling really safe though But you're right You're right This Okay this <laughs> Guys uh, uh, Friend bot Dismantle <laughs> 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 And I kind of just toss him Just throw me on the ground <laughs> Yeah just toss him to the side <laughs> You land on your feet. You're dexterous.
1: My front roll out.
2: Front roll out. Faulkner does a back handspring. Mm-hmm.
0: Auto Cope's roll out.
2: If your name was Cops, it would
4: have
3: worked better.
2: We can change it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so let's do some editing. <laughs> Sorry, guys. There hasn't been a new episode in the past three months. We had to re-edit all of Cope's name.
4: It might be easier if we just <laughs> re-record everything. Cops.
1: Hey, cops! (laughs) It's just like Steven. There you go. Cops. Cops. All right, you're on this floor. It is aligned with shelves that have scrolls that have chains wrapped around them, chains and manacles.
3: Is this what we're looking for, guys?
2: We don't know. Probably. She said books, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, we're looking for books, mostly. Well, we're, we're looking for a guy surrounded by books.
2: Is there a guy there?
1: The space seems to expand much further than you would expect to based on even the size of the cavernous lobby. The scrolls rattle against their chains as you walk past, as though eager to escape. I reach out and grab one. Boom, at random. Pop it out. You can't pop it out without a strength check. Ooh. I grab the piece the scroll with both hands and...
2: (laughs) and I roll a 20 modded 20
1: you succeed and rip the paper in half oh damn it wait oh oops I immediately try to put it back together it falls inert
2: oh no uh, I kick it underneath the chain Like I just want to like, <laughs> kick it back to a different row I stick
3: another piece of paper in there
2: okay it's fine
3: It's everything's fine
1: all right, so roll perception checks, everybody. As if you're looking around this floor, it's much larger than you'd expect. Like I said. Yeah,
2: I looked around. Twelve for Thrasher. Twelve for Demra. Uh,
3: one. I got a one. Well, oh, I got a two minus one. A dirty one.
1: <clears throat> and I got a seventeen. All right, so the walls of this chamber and the bookshelves that split it into very even sections. Seem to be uniform, containing all of these manacled, chain scrolls. But uh, one of them catches your eye as you're walking through there. Copes. This one seems to be glowing brightly. I steal it. You're gonna walk up it. You you sense a very uh, noticeable increase in warmth as you approach. Is it too hot? You have to find out. Okay, I touch it. It's hot as hell. Oh god. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Is it really that hot? Make a. Let's make it. Pick something I'm good at. An intelligence saving throw. I said something I'm good at. All you gotta do is believe. Well, I got a two. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a six. For a brief moment, you feel the sensation of being burned alive. Oh, gosh. <laughs> The sensation of fire-burning flesh fills every fiber of your being for just a moment. And you take some damage. Okay. In that brief moment you hear this burning, you hear the start of a sentence. You hear, I swear, before you wake up from whatever this experience is. Let's see, you take 12 psychic damage. I can handle it. That's what you experience when you touch it. So I just heard, I swear. Yeah. So this was psychic. Psychic. I don't know if I have anything to mitigate. I think I can take it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm
2: going to back up and touch it again.
1: Oh, okay. Make another intelligent saving throw. You want to do a different one?
2: I see what's going on, and I cast a bardic inspiration on it.
1: Right? Let me see if I can help you, bud. Okay. Well, thanks, man.
3: Cops, why are you so afraid of that piece of paper it
1: burned me alive
3: what
0: yeah
1: there we go 21 and d d8
2: uh unless you don't need it you can always save it i think i'm gonna roll it yeah i just want to crush it
1: try to get this full
2: sentence okay 22 <laughs> all
1: right <laughs> all right you put your hands on it you see a scene before you a man standing in front of a thatched hut roof completely ablaze bodies all around him you hear him say I swear I swear I will avenge you my family I swear on my life I swear unto eternity I will avenge you and then you see him uh, getting that notarized (laughs) he's getting it notarized
2: (laughs) what (laughs) I thought I must have heard wrong He's standing on like a pyre, right?
1: He's, he's looking upon a, a like a thatched roof hut burning. Oh, okay, okay. You see that he spies a figure running off into the night. Is it me? <laughs> that'd be that'd be really funny, but uh, no, but a figure running off into the night and him beginning to chase. And I don't recognize either of these people. Probably not. Okay, that's. I'm gonna relay this information to them. Are you on drugs?
0: Yeah, what'd you take before we got here? Touch it. You don't believe me, touch it.
3: No, no, I don't think I want to do that either.
0: No. Uh,
1: I've got it in a towel or wrapped around my shirt, and I'm like,
2: come on, touch it. Oh, that's, that's weird. What happened when you touched it? I tell him again.
1: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it locked up here? Because it is a binding vow. A figure steps out of the shadows.
2: Oh, ah. uh. Philip Quillmore.
1: That is Thaddeus Quillforge to you.
2: Yes,
0: yes, that is. That's what he said. It's my accent. Hey, Thaddeus, we were just looking for you.
1: Standing in front of you, he's a a human sporting a cascade of tussled hair that falls to his shoulders. His spectacles sliding down the bridge of his slightly crooked nose reflect the light of the lanterns fluttering around. He wears a robe of deep navy and silver, covered in an array of pocket sizes. His hands ringing almost tattooed with ink stains. I hold up my pamphlet. Like, I was here about career opportunities. Uh, you'll have to talk to the front desk for that.
3: Damn it. I think we had other questions. You couldn't even write him like a letter of
2: recommendation, that is? Yes,
1: yeah, so you're looking there at a binding vowel. Quite fitting that we store them in chains like this, don't you think? And I'm just allowed to touch it? Why sure, that's a particularly active one. It's unusual for them to react in such a way. But it hurt me. Yes, that is the unusual part. Ah. <laughs> Why would it react in such a way? Is it us that made it react? Uh, I suspect that, although it is unusual, that it is possible you have had something to do with this vow in some way. Either you you were the cause of it, or perhaps, I am not sure of the nature of this exact vow, but, you know, perhaps you have solved it in some way.
2: Oh my god, is it Timothy? Did his house burn down? Oh no, he abandoned his family. <laughs> That's no, funny. it's one of the Sonus Tremolo, whatchamacallit guys.
1: Oh, it's one of those. Okay. Just...
2: But they're not here. So maybe we got to find the other two,
1: and then we'll see what happens. Uh, what? You were looking for me? Is that what you said?
2: Yes, we were. We were looking for clarification on a old verdict on three different people
1: between 70 and 80 years ago. Ooh, God dang it. You'll need to go into the deep archives for that. What is the nature of your visit? Freedom, quest, adventure, reconciliation,
2: knowledge, understanding, peace. All all of those at once. And all wrapped up in like a cool, yeah, like a little, like a a quiche. It's like a bunch of
1: quiche. It's a quiche of questing. Well, I'll hardly deny that the quest for knowledge is an honorable one. Aye. But I'm afraid...
2: Oh, wait, hold on.
1: Don't... uh, You can't get down there right now.
2: Oh, you said it. You said it. Why'd you say it?
1: Well, the way has been... Uh, impassable for quite some time, I'm afraid. A quest? Yes, uh, there's a door just in the level below that leads into the deep archives, but... Well, the... It is supposed to ask the the uh, the supplicant, you could say. It is supposed to ask them uh, a series of riddles in order to allow them passage. But the riddles it gives lately, they make no sense. Well, we're succulents. We could do it. <laughs> hmm, it's true. We've had merely scholars approaching it, trying to get through up till now. And he looks over the five of you, six of you. Who do you have? With Faulkner and Pam? (laughs) Pam! (laughs) Yes, we're scholars of sort. Well, I was thinking that, uh, you know, something other than a scholar perhaps would have a new approach. We could find them, maybe. Some (laughs) non-scholars.
0: I can barely read.
1: Well, however you can get it done. If you can get that door open, I'll give you full permission to browse the archives. Point the way,
3: Deirdre. That's it? Nothing else? Like a bonus?
2: Yes.
1: Well, I mean, he didn't list money in any of those things that he listed earlier, so I assumed it was just for all of those things. Yeah, I mean, my buddy's looking for a letter of recommendation, too. Oh, really? You'd like to come work with us here the, at the Department of uh, Contracts and Punishments?
0: Uh, yeah, I wanted to be in the punishment side.
1: Oh, would you like to be delivering the punishments or merely recording them?
0: Uh, delivering. You're a sick fuck man.
1: Ah, we have an exciting program to bring others into the deliverance of punishments. Really quite exciting. I spent a number of years there myself. So like some sick stuff, huh? Oh, oh yes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We must go. We have to go. (laughs) Now let him get his letter.
1: I'll take the letter.
3: We have to earn that letter.
1: The best of them die at the end, but the others have a much worse fate. What's worse? He gestures to the floating orbs. There's, uh, many of these are serving out their sentences still, in service to a greater good.
2: What? What are these things?
1: Well, some of them are former employees that fail to terminate their contracts before passing on. Some of them are criminals that are still serving out their sentences. Wait, into death you get these guys? Well, yes, if they they fail to properly discontinue our relationship, our business relationship.
2: Those are great contracts.
1: They remain in employment for perpetuity, in some cases. Although, one of the laws we passed uh, 40 years ago forbid the uh, implementation of eternal contracts. Now, all contracts are designated for a specific amount of time plus 100 years. Wow. wow.
2: How litigious.
1: Oh, I'm sorry, but I'm I'm boring you. I could go on all day. It's so whimsical. Exact. That's exactly what I was going whimsical. to say. Whimsical. <laughs> Real quick, um Do they all work here? Are there other or sometimes they just out in the world? Well, I suppose if a contract was failed to be upheld, Depending on the terms of the contract, the souls of the deceased might be compelled to remain behind for an indefinite amount of time. Huh. Or perhaps if they were punished in a certain way, or failed to show up for their punishment, or were never found, it is possible that they could uh, remain. All right, now you're born. And then we walk off towards the door. <laughs> Damn.
3: <laughs> it's time for our most challenging efforts yet. We have to open a door.
2: That has been difficult for us
0: in the past. This is going to be just like at that wizard place. I got this.
1: Good luck, my friends. Let me know if you need anything else or want to talk about anything else. I'll be right here, just waiting. (laughs) He's just dancing.
2: Thanks, Thaddeus.
0: Pam Faulkner, do you guys want to just keep this guy company till we get back?
3: I think we can take Pam. If you think you're getting off of Pam duty this easy, you are wrong. (laughs) Worth a shot. Hot ham, ham. Would
1: you like to say cut that?
2: Nah, people would not. <laughs> I'll take it out. Oh, cut
1: it. Yeah. Aha, I figured out the system. All right, you guys ready? Wait, where are you going? Do you go down the steps?
4: Yep. Yeah, we go to the door. We walk up to it and say,
0: Will you ask of we some Brittles three?
1: A face appears at the door. Oh, whoa! A spectacled face. But its mouth opens vertically because it's a door. Okay. Like a pussy mouth.
4: What?
0: Leave that in there. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, take that out. That's
2: definitely coming out.
3: No, leave that one in there. I will take it out. I still don't understand why, because it's a door is the
1: answer that made that make sense. (laughs) It's a vertical door. It's got a vertical slit, so the mouth opens vertically.
4: Wait, but by vertical, you mean, isn't
2: this vertical?
1: He means the crease is vertical.
4: It's it's opening. If it's opening vertically,
2: yeah. The... No, it's opening horizontally. Yeah. The crease is vertical.
4: Okay, so it's opening this way.
2: Yeah, there's a mouth like that. Okay. Opening
4: horizontally. Got it.
2: The opposite of what he said. He's lying. Yeah. Take your mouth and turn it 90 degrees.
1: No, the, the doors move laterally. The crease ascends vertically.
2: That's what we're saying. What?
3: Yeah. Just you know, We'll just cut all this out. There's a mouth on the door.
2: Which way does it open? (laughs) Sideways, look at it.
1: (laughs) And the door says, In order to get past me, you must answer these riddles three. Oh, God. I knew
3: it. Is that really what your voice sounds like, door? Uh, Thrasher,
0: to find the Holy Grail, uh, green. No blue. Ah!
1: Ah! It seems like whatever magic is sustaining this enchantment is fading in some way, and it sounds a little bit like wispy, and like uh, insubstantial.
4: It's like when a a toy that talks, the batteries are dying.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's like that. Maybe it's because we turned the magic off. Maybe it's because everything in the
0: city's kind of going to shit.
2: Maybe that's because the magic.
0: Nah.
1: Will you answer the riddles?
0: Yeah, we're waiting on you, dude. Yeah! Hit us. You have to ask him.
1: In a forest deep where secrets hide, two creatures with tail scales reside. Both claim the treasure's location was known beneath the moon and mossy stone. The first one hissed with venomous pride. The treasure sleeps on the river's right side, where moonlight dances on water still its glimmering chest no mortal will second with the flick of its tail proclaimed you're wrong but the truth prevail the truth rests on the river's left shore guarded by shadows forevermore now curious traveler heed my rhyme and choose the one with the truthful chime whose words unveil the path that's true to uncover the treasure now what say you?
2: left one the left one I kick the door
1: (laughs) I'll put it in the chat so you guys can just read it also
2: no we don't want to read it Why
4: not?
1: I would like to read it.
4: All right. No, no, he's right. Just have Pam solve it. (laughs) Shut up. That's
2: not what I meant, man. (laughs) If she's not here, she can't do anything. If she's here and does nothing, that's also fine. It's on the right side because the shadows wouldn't be on the left side of the river. I don't know. It's just the only thing I can think of. Oh, it's the moon. It's because of the moon. There's no shadow on the moon. By the moon. Reflection. That's the right side. That's the first one. It's the snake. He's right.
4: Explain your answer and then answer.
2: No, that's what I said. Oh, I got to do it in character? Is it right? I don't want to do it in I character. I mean,
4: not only if you want it to be a part of the show that we're recording. Yeah, you're right. Shut up, man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, door. All right. I got it. Uh, It's the right side. It's the snake. He's telling the truth, because the other guy's lying about the shadow.
1: Correct! The first creature which mentions the treasure being on the right side is the truth, whereas the other one says that it will be on the left side. Only one of them can be correct, therefore one must be lying, and in this case, it's the first one.
2: The first one is correct, yes. Did you not know the answer to this riddle, bro? <laughs> you
1: remember what I said about the riddles not making any sense? <laughs> yeah. That's a chat GPT bro. The next riddle. Wait, okay. Did
3: we get that one right or wrong? I'm confused.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Moving on. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I, I look around like so pleased with everybody. I was like, see, huh? Y'all didn't think I could do it?
0: Look, I've got it, I've,
2: I've, I'm the smart one.
0: I figure out the, the game.
2: I high-five Faulkner. Boom. And we do our little secret handshake we came up with.
1: Are you ready for the next riddle? Yes. In this riddle, James and Pam tell conflicting stories.
3: Pam's a liar. Pam's a fucking liar.
1: <laughs> Pam and James were hiking a steep hill and they found a treasure chest. Found gold inside. And now they say something different. James claims they found ten gold coins while Pam insists there were twenty. Which one is lying?
0: <laughs> Pam.
2: <laughs> yeah, Pam. Pam, you tell the you tell us. This is hers to answer for sure. Explain your answer! She was there.
0: Well, one of them has to be lying, and in this case, it's Pam.
2: <laughs> Let's ask her if she was there. Pam, what was in that chest?
1: I swear it's not me. I wouldn't lie about how many gold coins I found, whether it was earlier today on the guard I killed or at any other time.
3: Did you find gold on that guard? Nah, he was dead, dirt poor. Damn.
1: <laughs> Just a stupid note from his kid.
2: Oh God. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right, Pam. Yeah, sure.
1: So, someone, you said your answer? Yeah, I said my answer. Correct. The answer <laughs> is Pam is lying. If both of them are certain that they're telling the truth and they only found one treasure chest, it's not possible for one to find 10 while the other finds 20. One of them must be lying. And in this case, it's Pam. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> We did it!
0: We nailed it, guys.
1: (laughs) We did it, we're doing so good! (laughs) Are you ready for the last riddle?
0: Lay it on us.
1: In a quiet village, a valuable painting disappeared. The guards on duty, Sam, and the cleaner, Lisa, were the only ones present that night. When questioned, they gave a different account of what happened. Sam said he was patrolling the museum corridors when he heard a loud crash coming from the art gallery and he saw a shadowy figure fleeing. Lisa claimed she was mopping the entrance hall when she heard the crash and saw Sam rushing out of the gallery, carrying the painting under his arm. Who is lying?
0: Sam.
3: It's definitely Sam.
0: Sam, for sure. Yeah, rides with Pam. One of them has to be lying, and in this case, it's Sam. Yeah,
3: that Sam I am, I do not like that Sam I am. Wrong! Give it!
1: Lisa is lying! Why? If you assume that Sam's true, then Lisa must be lying. <laughs> Therefore, it is Lisa that is lying.
0: Well, luckily, when we walked up, he said we need to answer these three riddles. He did not say we had to answer them correctly. Let us in. Exactly. exactly.
1: Welcome to the deep archives. <laughs> oh my god! Oh. <laughs> oh my god! And the door swings open. <laughs> we all high five.
2: We did
4: it! I've been playing D and D with you for too long, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you guys did it!
1: <laughs> Yay! Wow! <laughs> I'm so
3: happy you
0: did that, Brent. Breeze frame in the
2: air. <laughs> We're all jumping up and high five.
4: Traveller. This is Ginger, a friend of Thrasher and I come to you with a wee bit of knowledge and truth. The superior outerwear are kilts. They don't constrict you like pants do. Now we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. You can find all of our links on our link tree. come hang with us on our Discord. Come back next Thursday for another episode of Discount Heroes, where questionable results are always guaranteed. Now remember lads and lasses, never trust the government.
0: Hey, I'm Faulkner. Do you guys want to just keep this guy company till we get back?